You're listening to The People's Wrestling Podcast with your host, Ali Bunker. Yes, welcome back to The People's Wrestling Podcast and what's that, episode 31, I believe. Um, I am joined this week in person with me here at his parents' house. It's Aiden Bunker. Um, Aiden, how are you this week? I'm alright, yeah. How are you? I'm good, I'm good. We've had a... It's been a long week, actually. It's felt like a long time since last Wednesday when we recorded. Um, I was thinking this earlier. I was like, did we record last week? But we did. Um, yeah, it's felt really long. Well, obviously, we've had an eventful week. We've been down to London, but uh, we'll get more into that. And uh, to help us get more into that as well, we've got Matt Bumby on the phone. Matt, how are you? Very well, thank you. Good, good. Uh, in a bit of a better mood than you were last time? Uh, Feeling a little bit yeah, better? I'm a little bit. I'm a little bit more cheerful this week are you uh is your throat not closing up anymore my throat is not closing up anymore the antibiotics are kicking in i'm doing their job good good do you know why that is why is that because you didn't drink on monday i didn't drink on monday it's very very unlike me yes well you were driving i guess yeah i was yes uh speaking of monday mon- monday monday mon- uh, monday monday that was our that was our PWP outing, wasn't it? To to the O2 in London to watch Monday Night Raw. Um, we had a good, nice evening for, uh, between us all. Headed down to London with uh, our mate Peter, Aiden, and I. Mate Peter um, met listener Ashley down there at the end of the show. Um, so it was nice to you know speak to people who are listening. <laughs> Because I think they're thin on the ground. Few and uh, far between. Few and far between. We also got to do, uh, well, we sort of met up a little bit with James Delo, who filmed us a little bit for WWE, which I don't think they'll use um, in hindsight, mainly because I criticised the way they keep telling us about Seth Rollins being great. Um, and also Matt saying that he wasn't looking forward to it. Yeah, Matt said. <laughs> what? So, I, said I, was, I said I was excited. And you used to said the crowds are rubbish. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't think they'll be using that clip. Um, but, yeah, James Dillo from Gorilla Position was there doing some filming, so that was great. He recognised us, that more importantly. Yeah, right. By us, re- I mean, he probably just well, recognised Matt. He recognised Matt. Crowd. Yeah, he recognised Matt. And, yeah, he, he, like, remembered that we were doing a podcast and asked us how it was going and stuff, so that was quite cool. Yeah. Nice to see James again. Always um, bigger in real life than I, than I remember. Matt's sliding in uh, Skillet's DMs. <laughs> yeah, sliding into Skillet's DMs and uh, sliding um, right back out of them again. <laughs> I hope that Matt feels better as well. Yes. Um, you did get a little bit rejected, didn't you? Oh, no, he, he had to leave. <laughs> did he? Well, he did, and he put on Twitter that he had to leave as well. So. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, we were hoping to catch let's get it for a beer or two uh, but not to be anyway uh, Monday Night Raw itself then so at the O2 in London uh, my first Monday Night Raw I know you guys have been to a few or Aiden you've been to one right beforehand yep. uh, Matt you've been to a, quite an, a few haven't you yeah I've been to quite a few um, so it was a new experience for me in terms of um, an actual live non-WWE live event um, card it was an actual televised event and you know it was it was different it felt a little bit different. I mean, I'm not going to go negative and say it wasn't great. But I think if I was tuning in on this Raw, I wouldn't have particularly great things to say about it. Um, 
if it was just a normal episode that I hadn't been to and I was watching on television. Mm. I don't think a lot really happened of note. I think it was missing a little bit of star power, maybe. Um, and yeah, it kind of felt like a just a run-of-the-mill, even less than run-of-the-mill, a little bit like a B-show Raw. Yeah. It wasn't a great Raw of all time, let's put it that. Yeah, I mean, it's... It kind, of, it kind of felt just like a free hit. Yeah, it did a bit. They were like, oh, it's over in England, we don't really have to do anything of any real like note. Yeah, which is a shame. To be, to be fair, though, we did see Seth Rollins versus Kevin Owens for the title, so... Yeah, and, and that was a really good match, um, which, you know, and we saw plenty more of Kevin Owens in the night as well, but we'll, uh, we'll get to that. Um, but yeah, it was, I mean... I, I'm not, having, I'm not having terrible things to say about it. Like it was a good experience. It was fun, um, just to be out with you guys and um, yeah, and it's just a bit like it felt like a glorified house show, <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, it was like if you were to take that show, um, like if we were to have gone to a Raw in America, mm. would have been better. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I don't know, know that because the last few the Raws since. WrestleMania haven't been amazing. No, but I feel like they've been they felt more important um than Mondays did. Like there wasn't much of much of importance. And it's and things like our um well, Raw's in London on Monday so we can send our women's champ over to New York. Yeah. Right. <laughs> a bit odd. We'll send Ronda Rousey and Nia Jax to a thing in New York. And Tri- Triple H and Stephanie. Mm. But in New York as well, so I doubt Vince would have been in London. So, who was running more Raw? I mean, it it may have well have been Kurt Angle himself, um, because of the chaotic nature of the star. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I'm not down, not too down on it. It was a great experience. It was really good fun. Would I'd happily go. go again? I'd happily go again. Yeah. Um, a little bit disappointed we didn't go SmackDown. A little bit. Yes. <laughs> not gonna lie um, but hey yeah, we bought these tickets before the well I was up for going to Smackdown <laughs> I don't know what the reason was that we eventually picked Raw but um, we did buy the tickets before the Superstar Shake Up before Daniel Bryan came out of retirement and you know before Shinsuke turned heel and actually became interesting uh, while Jinder was champion <laughs> as well while Jinder was champion yeah, maybe that was why Potentially. So, you know, maybe next year we'll shake it up. We'll go to SmackDown. Or just go WrestleMania. Or both. <laughs> we go NXT Hall of Fame, WrestleMania, Raw and SmackDown. Yes. Why don't we? Why don't we? Um, I can think of about three and a half thousand reasons why we shouldn't go to all of those <laughs> things. <laughs> um, but no. Let's just do it. I'm not going to that much. Get PWP to New York. That's what our new hashtag should be. No? Okay. No, uh, <laughs> I definitely think that should be our hashtag. Hashtag get PWP to New York. Or get PWP to Mania. Yeah. Yeah, just giving or um, Kickstarter. Go, was it go, go fund, fund me. me. Go fund me. That's what we need. Aiden, you're good with these sorts of things. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Send it up, Aiden. You fundraiser. Uh, Matt, maybe you can shave your head again. Um... Whoa, not with the long hair. <laughs> you had the same hairstyle as Corey Graves this week. <laughs> yeah. 
right. But I don't think you could quite pull off the pink jacket. Hey. It's Mark Henry. <laughs> That's true. Mark Henry could pull it off, yeah. <laughs> right, shall we get into some news? Yeah. Aiden, what have you got for us this week? Um, two pieces of news. Um, one regarding Enzo Amore and another regarding the UK tournament. What 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 do you want first? Or Eric Arndt. Let's go with let's go with good old Eric. From the history books. Mm. Right. Well, the former cruiserweight champion. How he got that? I still don't know. <laughs> um has put out a statement on Twitter today. Well, his uh, attorneys, I guess, have put out a statement from his account. Um, And there's a little uh, excerpt from it saying that the Phoenix Police Department recently informed Mr. Arndt and his counsel that there is insufficient evidence in the matter, obviously regarding the the alleged rape um, trial that I suppose is... case that's been open for uh, since October 17 um, so there's been insufficient evidence in this matter to warrant any criminal charges that the matter will not be transferred to county attorney for prosecution and that their investigation and case is closed no charges were ever filed and the matter is closed um, and then it goes on to say thanks to his fans and all that stuff um, so yeah all this uh, kerfuffle commotion will come to an end yeah so it's it's certainly been a, I don't know, a patchy period in which i guess we'll call him eric now eric's <laughs> life um and career for a start um so it's good to see that things have been dropped i mean it doesn't obviously mean in any way that he's returning to the wwe or anything like that uh, i don't think wwe would want to associate with him regardless of what um has been been dropped or hasn't been um but good for him personally that it has been you don't want that hanging over you for the rest of your life or for for a good period of time means obviously he's not going to face any further charges which is great um so yeah i guess both parties can just go on and get on with their lives now right i would like to apologize for calling him the c word (laughs) to be fair you did say if if he did it yes oh yeah i did and also i don't think you'd be the first person to have called him that (laughs) Yeah, well, I'd just like to publicly apologise. Are you going to issue a statement on your Twitter? I might. Good, good. Um, so, yeah, good news for for Enzo. Um, I'm just going to call him Enzo. Um, what else you got for us, Aiden, regarding the King of the Ring? No, that's not what I said. The UK tournament. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so the UK Championship tournament, um, which is taking place at the Royal Albert Hall sometime in June, I believe. Um, WWE have announced the first eight competitors um, today. Do you want to know who they are? I already, I already know who they are. Well, I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> We've got Zach Gibson, Joe Coffey, Jack Gallagher, Dave Mastiff, who's massive. I think that's the, the pun. Um, El Ligero, who's actually from Leeds. Um, Kenny Williams, Joseph Connors and Amir Jordan are the first eight competitors announced. And I think it's a 16-man tournament. Or I don't know if it's... I doubt it's 32. Um, I should probably it? have done the research beforehand. But Quick question. Why was it important that um, Ligero was from Leeds? Just because his name is El Ligero. <laughs> you assume that he's not English. Um, 
fair enough. Joseph Connors is in it. Quite interested in that one. Oh, I like Joseph Connors. Yeah, he was in the first one. Um, I don't know if... I think Zach Gibson was as well. But I don't think any of the others were. Do we um, think that they'll um, make people lose the title? No, I don't think so. He would have held it... He's held it for almost a whole year now. Only a couple of days short of a year, I think. It has been a long time, hasn't it? And I mean, it's it was Chicago last year, which was May, May time. It hasn't been um, the most eventful of title reigns for him, though, really, has it? Well, no, because they never make him defend it. Like they should make him defend it on pay per views. Yeah, I feel like they should, or at least on NXT ones. Here we go. Three hundred and fifty-nine days he's held it. Wow, so it is almost a year. Yeah, almost a year to the day. The oldest winner, well, Pete Dunne, 23 done. years, 992 days. <laughs> That's a lot of teeth marks. Yes. Um, yeah, so who's looking forward to this tournament then? Should be good, based on the first one. Yeah, should be good. And, and the, I, I don't know, I assume they're being um, shown on the network. So there's two, two nights, and the second night's got all NXT title matches. As well as Undisputed Era versus uh, British Strong Style, so yeah, yeah, that sounds like a pretty pretty good event. Pretty good. Pretty pretty good. Uh, and then uh, obviously there's yeah, there's it's a it's a dual event really, isn't it? And the winner of the UK tournament faces Pete Dunne for the title on the second night, right? Yes. Is that what it is? So it's, yeah, it's an interesting I mean, format. I mean, you've got two matches that night. Yeah. Nah, the the undisputed era matches on the first night. Yeah. Oh, is it? Yeah, because the then on the second night, undisputed era defending the titles. Who are they against? I don't know. Oh. I don't know any of the card. I think all, all it says is that all titles are going to be defended. Yeah. Um, Including so yeah. the North American one. That should be good. Um, so lots of yeah, lots of action for all of those guys involved over the course of those two two nights. Mm. Um, you think of the undisputed era and, and Pete Dunne and. I well, I mean, Tyler. there's two matches in two days, which I'm sure they're used to. Yeah, but, I mean, they're like, they'll be pay-per-view quality matches, won't they? They're not just sort of normal house shows. You would assume so. You would assume so. At Royal Albert Hall, good to see. Um, I, for one, used to love going there, watching the the live events when I was a kid. Do you uh, reckon... It made it really feel really different. Do you reckon, because they did this with Blackpool as well, the Blackpool Tower... Do you reckon the Blackpool Tower? <laughs> but Ballroom. Do you reckon they're purposely going for these kind of Old grand looking, like impressive venues that are ones that you wouldn't normally see WWE shows at just because it's like, oh, look at jolly old England and look at these fancy <laughs> yeah, venues? Because it's, it's the Americans' perception of what we are actually like. Yeah. Yeah. If any of them have ever been to Blackpool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Blackpool is not like that. <laughs> yeah. If they ever stay at the Angeli Hotel. They stay at the Angelina Hotel and do some of the things that we did on that segment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the old aunt, good old Angelina. Maybe that should be our sponsor for this podcast. <laughs> I don't think they could afford it. <laughs> First, we're, we're assuming they're still in business. Yeah. God knows how. Why? Going back. Because someone was asking me for cheaper coronation in Blackpool. Don't get much cheaper. You don't. <laughs> uh, we had fun, though. We had fun. It's not about where you stay, it's who you're staying with. Yeah. 
Uh, anyway, moving on. Any more news for me, Aiden? Um, some more of the gossip column that we can bring that back later on. Oh no, let's bring up the gossip column now. All right, you got something? I've got something. Go on in. Take it away. So the latest we've got on the biggest story in WWE at the minute: the Nikki Bella, John Cena, the Nina, whatever you want to call it. So Cena came out this week and said he's still in love with Nikki and wants to have her children. No, no, that's not the wrong right way around. <laughs> wants her to have his children. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I saw this. Yeah, he was on. He was on that. Um, uh, whatever that show is, he's on in on, every morning. Um, it was on on Monday, talking about. Um, show, yeah, that one. Saying how he, he still loves her. Um, yeah, he want he wants to be the father of her kids. He wants to kind of help her get through this. Um, this kind of this period of her life. Um, she responded at this thing in New York. By saying, hmm, very interesting. Well, did, have you seen that she was also on that show today? Oh, no, I've not seen that. Yeah, she was on it today with those same women that Cena was talking to, talking to them about it with Brie as well. Um, and she's, she, it basically sounds like um, she got cold feet. Like she was begging him to marry him, marry her for years, and she's got cold feet. And there's kind of, they said, like, there's conversations that come up. Um, that don't come up until you get to the kind of wedding planning bit and stuff like that has made her realise that maybe she's not where she needs to be and all that bollocks. Um, so she needs to kind of... She she still loves him. She needs to go away and work on herself first, but she's hoping that they can they can sort things out. Um, like, they still it speak on, like, a regular like a massive, basis. Massive work. <laughs> yeah, it... it I, I doubted that at first, but just the way that they keep talking about it and the way they keep going on about it. Um, like on Monday, it did sound like Cena was cutting a promo. I was going to send you guys the video, but it was, it was actually quite long. Um, just about him saying, like, uh, like oh, um, how his heart hurts and how he's, um, how, he, how he now that he knows that he's been in love um, and it sucks and all this kind of bollocks. And it genuinely sounds like you you could put that in a backstage bit on Raw yeah. as part of a love triangle storyline or something. Do you say it in his normal scene away, like quite like really sort of stern and serious and really downtrodden? Kind of, yeah. Yeah, because that's what his promos have been Just for the last the that, like, <laughs> three, he, six months. You know, when, when he speaks kind of outside of the ring, he's always like, um, and then I say my point like this. Yeah. And then I say it like this. Yeah. <laughs> like that's how I was for about five minutes straight. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I haven't actually watched it. Um, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this. Part of me feels like it is a work. But then part of me feels like it's how, a very, that's a bit distasteful. Yeah, very distasteful. I mean, there's a very kind of personal thing. Very personal. To, like, if it's something that's purely for for viewers for a show and stuff, that's very... That's a really low, low. sort of step to take, isn't it? It's not... Something that I wouldn't associate Cena with. No, exactly, and especially Nikki. But her image is very much of the sort of perfect relationship, um, loving fiance, I guess, uh, wanting to be a loving wife and, and mother. 
And I don't know, but I think if they're getting paid enough to do it, they'll do it. But who's paying them enough to do? It? Like, why would people pay them to do it? And also, if they do get back together, you're yeah, not... pay, they're obviously paying them to do it from total dealers, and they they make they can make a series out of it. Yeah, because if they do get the back together, it's not going to be until the, the season after the one that's about to premiere. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't know. Part of me wants doesn't want to be a skeptic, but I'm ninety percent sure it's a work. Just got, yeah, it's just got to believe in the power of love. <laughs> um, right, any more? Any more? You had something for the gossip column, maiden, didn't you? No, it was that. Oh, yeah, fair enough. Uh, well, Austin Aries is no longer with um, Selena Vega slash the Luna yeah, Vega. He tweeted out earlier saying he would like to congratulate his ex on her SmackDown debut. Really? That's interesting. Unless he was talking about Sonya Deville. <laughs> Hold on one second. I'll try and get the tweet up. He wasn't... Talking about... He wasn't about Sonya Deville. What are you on about? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. She's the only other woman who made her SmackDown debut. <laughs> or maybe she didn't even make her debut. I thought Sanity were debuting this week. Yeah, that's what I thought. There you go. Congrats to my ex-girlfriend, Selena Vega, on her... I thought they were... Um, engaged. They were engaged. So unless he's just being, he's saying ex-girlfriend in a, in a um. Oh, I can't think of the fucking word now. If he's just being silly about it, saying that she, he's not her, she's not his girlfriend anymore. He's his fiance. But they've been engaged for a while, I think. I think it has been a while. Um, yeah, it's a bit strange. I didn't, didn't. Maybe that would explain why they haven't debuted already or hadn't before. Um. But yeah, a bit weird. So yeah, it was definitely right, punching. That one out there is the gossip column. Oh, I love this bit. This is my favourite part of the show. <laughs> Ali, you got anything? Um, have I got anything? Bring something to the table. Um, let me think. Well, the no, I got nothing. <laughs> No, yeah, it's kind of something that you'd you need to uh, study on beforehand. I don't often keep up with my wrestling gossip. I just like to so focus on the action. Speaking of Sonia Deville, she's in a relationship with Seth Rollins, his ex-girlfriend. She is, yes. That's my contribution to this uh, <laughs> this week gossip column. Um, I, yeah, I don't have one. No contribution from me this week. Must try harder. Into more then. Tell you what, yes, probably a good idea. Let's just get into Monday Night Raw. No, we're not nameless, we're not faceless, we were born for greatness. We're not nameless, we're not faceless, we were born for greatness. We're not nameless, we're not faceless, we were born for greatness. Obviously, Raw this week came from London, England at the O2. We were there, as discussed. Um, kicked off with hold on, hold on. It kicked. and there's Buckingham Palace let's all applaud Woo! <laughs> there's Tower Bridge let's all applaud Woo! have to just make yeah. sure that people are aware that they're in Lo- that they're showing it from London where it was apparently really dark at half seven in the, off- in the evening yeah <laughs> completely light outside pitch black on the screen um, but yeah 
Um, but Raw itself actually kicked off um, with Roman Reigns, which went down well. <laughs> Especially yeah, with you beside me there, really Matt. Well. <laughs> <laughs> You're having a whale of a time booing the hell out of him. Did I? You pretty I much booed the hell out of everyone. You pretty much booed the hell out of everyone. <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> Um, but Roman comes out to a chorus of boos, not as bad as I thought. Zero cheers, but not as loud boos as I was expecting. Um, I know, I'm pretty sure there was a guy further down the row from us, where on well, kind of on our row, but on our tier, who was like standing up and like spewing stuff from his mouth and like frothing at the mouth, like trying to just that angry that Roman Reigns had the temerity to show up on Raw. Um, how dare he? Yeah. How dare he? Um, so, yeah. So, a... Michael Cole said that he was being serenaded by 17,000 fans. Serenaded? I don't know if, if that's the definition that's of not, serenading. not the definition of serenading, no. Corey Graves is like, he's getting his usual London welcome. <laughs> Slash usual well, welcome. Yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> Universal welcome. Um, this was a... Um, it wasn't a, a promo of any sort of substance really just calling out Jinder Mahal um, for what happened last week when Jinder cost him the uh, triple threat for the space in the money in the bank match here yeah, Kurt Angle comes out instead we were debating whether Kurt would actually be there um, beforehand weren't we um, but it turns out he was so he, and he had quite a well yeah no one else but he was so yeah, someone had to do that's true uh, he had a large like pretty pivotal role to play in the whole evening really um, but Kurt basically saying that Roman's not going to get Jinder. Jinder's going to have a qualifying match later in the night for to get into money in the bank because it's best for business. Um, he, he was he was given a kind of um, it's like he'd had a verbal dressing down from the from the office. Yeah. So he was towing the company line. Yeah. Um, Which could be an interesting storyline. Very very I'm, briefly. I'm hoping the authority come back. I think you might be the only person in the world who's ever said that. No, I when they're there, I actually think it. I I I enjoy a good authority. Um, and when when they got ousted by Team Cena at Survivor Series and they were gone for like about six weeks, it was really shit. <laughs> I, I wanted them back then, so yeah, I can kind of see that. Um, but do we really want to go back to Roman versus the Authority? Well, that sounds kind of like the way it's heading anyway. The way that Roman. Saying how like oh that like well the the narrative is that he's not being handed any more opportunities and so now he's gonna bitch and moan and yeah a little bit heelish I mean uh, since he lost the yeah. Intercontinental title um, he's had four title opportunities mm. has he oh, I guess he had the rematch for the title and he had and then three has he had three title opportunities from since then yeah WrestleMania. Great Royal Rumble. And win. And I can't remember. (laughs) But I saw his stats on me. He's had four. four, Unless maybe one's one's a house show for like in a continental or something. Maybe. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so. Very brief moment, I thought. Is Roman going to attack her angle? Um, Because. Kurt sort of came out and said, I represent WWE management. And Roman, just before that, had said how the problem he's got is with WWE management. Um, 
and then the way he sort of left it, the way he said, like, Kurt, you're just doing what you've got to do. Well, now I'm going to do what I've got to do. I thought, shit, he's going to spear him, but no. Superman punch. No, he just uh, went to the back. <laughs> um, I would have been interested in seeing Roman spear Kurt for no real reason other than he represents WWE management. Mm. Uh, the guys love Kurt. I, I reckon they could probably... If if that were to happen, they could build up for a couple of weeks longer and have it kind of as a frustration boiling over moment. Yeah, um, might be a little too early now. But it's always that's what's great about having a GM who actually is cleared to compete. You can take that, yeah. Um, because well, you can't do that to Mick Foley because he might break. Yeah, uh, and no, <laughs> and no woman on SmackDown could do that to Paige, for instance, because they're not allowed. Yeah, or, or, the, or, or were they allowed Daniel with Daniel Bryan? Yeah. Um, that's why Shane had to take all those beings. <laughs> um, so Roman goes to the back. Um, so it's like a disappointing opening segment to Raw, I thought. Um, Roman goes to the back and... Finds Jinder just lurking promptly, in an Yeah, alley. promptly finds Jinder lurking in an alleyway. Jinder um, makes no attempt to go anywhere else. He just sort of waits for Roman to come to him. Um throws a snail sing in front of Roman who then was unable to help um, Jinder for the rest of the altercation because he because he got pushed, pushed into, yeah. into Roman that was literally it um, eventually they, they fight backstage eventually they work their way to the uh, the stage where it looks like Roman or Roman hits a Superman punch it looks like Roman's lining up a spear uh, on Jinder or maybe off the stage um, but that's interrupted by officials and Kurt Angle and Jamie Noble and um, Jamie Noble restraining Roman Reigns. Yeah, um, and that was it, really. I felt a little bit underwhelmed with that. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't of much significance in the grand scheme of things that that happened. And you know, no one really wants to see Jinder or Roman uh, at the moment. Well, I'm going to say no one. I quite like Roman Reigns. I don't particularly like Jinder Mahal, um, but there are other people on Raw I'd rather see in that in that spot. Um, but Jinder and Roman together just doesn't doesn't appeal, not to me, not to most people. No, yeah, it's very much. Uh, oh, I could skip that match if I wasn't watching it live. Yeah, <laughs> very much. Uh, Vince is just watching it himself, just on his own, <laughs> in his own little room. Um. Personally, I think it's more of a okay. People really hate Jinder. Let's put him against Roman. They might start cheering a little bit, but no, not going to happen. We're not that stupid. Not, not, not happening. Um, so yeah, maybe, maybe in the end result of this will be that Jinder gets over. <laughs> Big baby face turn for Jinder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I hope not. Because I fucking hate Jinder. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we go. <laughs> We carry on with the well. We'll move further on the night. Jinder basically is ruled out of his match, which was supposed to be a triple threat. Um, with was it? Well, no, he's fine to compete until he is speared. Oh, that's true. Yeah, no, he, that he asked. From that, does it? He asked Kurt to con- uh, to postpone. Yeah. Kurt said, "No, we have to do qualifiers today. It's best for business." Yeah. Um, Jinder was like, "Fine, I'll compete and do what Roman can't do." Yeah. Um, Who is he supposed to? Oh, it was um, Bobby Lashley and Elias. Yeah. Yeah, that was it. Um, Again, Bobby Lashley, Elias and Jinder in the main event of Raw 
a qualifying match for money in a bank really shit main event yeah um, so he was obviously meant to compete at that he said I don't know why his ribs were so hurt. Why were his ribs so hurt? That was going to he be was my like question. an entire hour later after the opening bit. And he was still, still like writhing in pain. Yeah. Um, and Sunil was there holding, like putting ice on his side. <laughs> That's going to do anything. Um, but Jinder essentially declares himself fit to compete, even though he doesn't want to, but says he's going to do what Roman can't do. But on his way to the, <laughs> to the ring, down a, down a corridor this was pretty cool when you look at back it was pretty well executed Roman appears from nowhere with a pretty ferocious spear or tackle uh, through a wall I guess of sorts <laughs> um, and yeah sort of, yeah pretty much um, which actually visually looked pretty cool um, it was also slightly unexpected at the time <laughs> it was a bit loud when we were in the arena so uh, when that came on the Tron as well, but um, you could kind of tell that there were people who were their initial reaction was, "Oh, that's cool," and then went, "Oh no, it's Roman!" <laughs> <laughs> oh, I shouldn't like that. That shouldn't be fun for me. Um, but it was. I thought it was quite cool. Um, but Jinder then is ruled out of the match and is it's promptly pretty cool about four times now. Well, is it pretty cool? I thought it was pretty cool. Just a chat. Really going to be a dick about it? <laughs> what? What? What's that now? Nothing. Um, yeah, fucking right, it's nothing. <laughs> Chidra's obviously ruled out the match then. He's replaced. Um, well, his replacement we'll get on to because his replacement was actually in action earlier in the night as well. So the first match we got, which I was surprised with, I thought this might main event actually. Um, was Seth Rollins the IC champion against Kevin Owens um, so one of these this was Seth's open challenge wasn't it that was responded to by Kevin in the week on Twitter and people immediately were really looking forward to this match and it didn't really disappoint I thought it was really good pretty cool Matt pretty cool was it pretty cool was it yep I thought it was a good match I think I nearly saw Aiden come three times this night <laughs> I don't Seth Rollins coming out being one of them. And uh, me swearing at him coming out did not look impressed. No. All in, all in good jest. Well, fuck Seth Rollins. You don't mean that. Don't I? No, you don't. Um, you told James Delo he was one of your favourites at the moment. No, I didn't. I said Kevin Owens is my favourite at the minute. You said so. You mentioned Seth Rollins at the start. It wasn't in a disparaging way. <laughs> uh, anyway, children. Um, Seth, Seth Rollins. <laughs> this wow. match for me was better on reflection than live. When I watched it on TV, it was better. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if just like things like the commentary helped, which is rare because yeah, it had I'm Michael Cole and Booker T. Because <laughs> you're not listening to the commentary. Yeah. It's quite, it is pretty easy to, to phase out, isn't it, when you've not got the commentary there? Yeah, and like, I I liked to, um, while, while I was there and not having commentary, like to try and picture or imagine what they were saying at the time, yeah. and then watching it back, going, yeah, that's pretty much really what I thought they said. <laughs> is that how predictable it is? Yeah. I haven't actually watched it back, um, Monday Night Raw, so 
I don't know what the commentary was like. I'm assuming Booker was his terrible self. Um, I don't particularly remember him making any Booker howlers. Wow, maybe London's good for him. There must be something in the water. Yeah. Um, but this match was really good. I thought uh, Seth wins, which is you know as expected. Um. Okay, yeah, I thought the ending came about a little bit abruptly. Yeah, I think it's yeah, better that way. Yeah, I guess so. A bit kind of smash and grab rather than the definitive. Yeah. But, uh, it protected Kevin Owens, to be fair. Yeah. Yeah, I think it did. So I think the, all bases covered, really, for that match. I thought it was really good. Um, it was a good opener. Unfortunately, much like Backlash, it was the best thing of the whole night. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, it's a blue de load early, so to speak. Much like Aiden always did. Um, and, you know, the rest of the show kind of fell a little bit flat. Um, I mean, the card itself wasn't particularly inspiring. Uh, it sort of built a little bit better throughout the evening as matches were announced and matches were made. Um, I think I think we could sort of just run down them and it all... Well, there was nothing... If you didn't watch it this week, you wouldn't have missed much. No, you, there wasn't really any. Obviously, obviously, there's qualifying matches for Money in the Bank, um, which you know have implications uh, further down the line for um, for the pay per view. But if you, yeah, if you didn't watch this, don't worry, you didn't really miss anything. <laughs> I mean, we had Breezango versus uh, what's now dubbed the B Team. So this was actually one of the more entertaining parts of the night, wasn't it? Uh, backstage, My new favorite tactic. <laughs> backstage yeah, segment. Uh, with Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel, who were slowly um, becoming pretty well loved by the, <laughs> the WWE universe, mm. um, the lovable goofs. Yeah, I mean, it was a little bit like Bre- Breezango were mm. you, well, they, a year they ago. Wanted to be called the A Team. Yes. Said no. Yes, can't have that one. So Bo Dallas, in his infinite wisdom, decided that maybe they could be called the B Team because the B standing for best yes um, and you know what fair to say the crowd loved it yep good reaction the crowd were on board um, and they were the crowd were actually serenading both Dallas and Curtis Axel during their match because they were singing the 18 theme tune <laughs> they were <laughs> yeah which didn't didn't come across too loudly on TV until kind of the the ending of the match um, it was kind of it was hard to make out yeah um, what it was but it was quite funny how did the crowd? But this is a separate question to this particular match. But how did the crowd come across um, on TV? Because for me, yeah. I felt it was really subdued. Yeah, it was quiet. Yeah, it's disappointing, isn't Same it? Same with SmackDown. Yeah, um, I don't know what's happened. Whether it's kind of, um, I don't know if we've discussed it before, but the whole kind of familiarity breeds content. content. Yeah. Um, in that like yeah they only come across a couple of times a year but there always are they always do come yeah so I don't know whether it's a bit kind of like and, and to be fair they, they weren't giving us anything to go mental about exactly but on Smackdown you got AJ versus Shinsuke so yeah like, that's something which but again that's that's a match which we've seen a lot over the like, last yeah. month um, yeah. I, if if they did Say and an, another NXT London takeover, um, I would definitely go to that, and I imagine the crowd would would go nuts because um, it's like 
when you've got something more to cheer for mm. obviously something re- you know. like something of importance or significance yeah actually means something uh, well, well, I, I honestly believe if they did a pay-per-view over here it would be one of the best pay-per-views of the whole year just because of what the crowd would be like yeah but i mean it depends, the nights it, at yeah, Raw, it depends on what they're offering on in the ring yeah it would i don't i don't think it would matter because the excitement of actually getting a pay-per-view I think would overshadow anything that is actually on the pay-per-view. Yeah. And the crowd would be hot for it. Yeah, I think it's, it's hard to be hot about something that you don't necessarily, like... not saying that you don't care about it, but, like, if it's being presented to you, like, oh, this is just this is just a UK show, let's give them a bit of shit and then go get out of here. It's hard to get excited about that. Yeah. Yeah, it was... yeah but then I was, if it's a pay-per-view, something's got to happen in a pay-per-view, hasn't it? That's what we thought about backlash. <laughs> <laughs> Apart from backlash. <laughs> um, yeah, I kind of agree. With, uh, I'm kind of in the middle with that one. Matt, I, th- I agree with you. I think if they did a pay-per-view in England, I think the crowd um, would be would be better. And I think it would add to the event. And I also think you're right. If WWE aren't fully committed to putting on a high, sort of one of those... A or B level pay-per-views in England and they're just going to give us like a C level one like a Backlash or a Battleground or Great mm. Balls of Fire or whatever um, they would need to up the ante and deliver something of significance or something with something on I the line but that's what WWE do really well isn't it they with their with NXT and uh, all these tournaments, they put when on they really great matches. Yeah, when they don't have to do stories, they put on really great matches with these um, with these talents. Um, but with the main roster, it's kind of like just sort of an afterthought. I mean, like I'm comparing the, the the UK crowds this year and last year to say like the crowd we got in Montreal two weeks ago. Yeah, which were nuts for the entire three hours of Raw. Yeah, and I mean, it helped that uh, they had started off with Kevin and Sammy, didn't it? Like, yeah. With their hometown heroes. But then you just things like uh, midway through the show, Seth Rollins comes out and people cheering and singing at him for like five minutes straight. Yeah, which you just didn't get. Holy shit. I've literally just gone on Twitter. Enzo Amore has cut his beard off. And he looks really he looks, he looks really shit without a beard. I've seen him back in NXT days and he just looks shit without a beard. My God, he looks freaky. <laughs> um, that was a tangent. I thought this was going to be like some big breaking news. Yeah. <laughs> he's still called Enzo Amore on Twitter, isn't he? Yeah, he's still got all his WWE hashtags in his bio as well. Oh, yeah. That's true. Where is he without his beard? Oh, no, that's not him. Hold on, I'll retweet it. It will, yeah. It won't be on his his uh, Twitter account. It'll probably be someone's tweeted saying, "Oh yeah, look, there's a video of him here." Oh yeah, from his Instagram. Yeah. Oh, he looks well skinny. Ooh, this is making great audio. <laughs> Not a good look for Enzo. It's better than rape. That's true. Most things are. Um, <laughs> back to Raw then. So, Breezango versus the B team, Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel. Nothing match really, but it was significant because 
the B team pick up their first win on Raw as yeah. a team. And I suppose undefeated. <laughs> and I suppose you won't know this because I only mentioned it on on TV. But um, I found something that I didn't know that I wanted, um, and it's that Breezango would be live tweeting the royal wedding. <laughs> yeah. For God's sake. <laughs> didn't know I wanted that. No. I'm still not certain I do, but I'm all for it. <laughs> Whatever they want to do. When, when I get it, I will be happy. They've got to do something. Um, so, yeah, Breezango. What do we think where Breezango are, by the way? Is this where they should be? Is this... Well, it's kind of, it's Michael Cole mentioned it. He said, like, they've, they've come to Raw in the shake-up. Mm. They beat Cesaro and Sheamus on their first night. Yep. And then he went, and now they're facing... Dallas and Axel <laughs> and losing <laughs> um, so yeah it's a bit like what did they do yeah. with them yeah, um, that's where they should be they should be sort of cannon fodder maybe get a title shot every now and again yeah I, d- I don't want to go into every Bizango match going oh, they're going to lose this yeah like I want them to have the possibility of winning because um, they they when they've had chances, they're entertaining and they're good in the ring. So give... against the Usos, they were so entertaining, exactly, and massively and... over. Yeah, bring back the fashion files. That's what yeah. I say. And on a three-hour show, you can afford a couple minutes. Not every week, but every now and then for the fashion files. Like no one's watching them on the fucking website. No, no, nobody wants to see them. If they even still do them, yeah, I'm not even sure they do. Um, moving on. Six woman tag team match: Natalia and, and Sasha Banks and Emma Moon. That wasn't next, was it? Well, I don't know, but no, it was the. It's um, what I've got in my notes. It was next. We just go through it. Bobby Roode, No Way Jose, and Baron. Doesn't matter. Oh. <laughs> Literally well, that... didn't matter because that match was terrible. Um. Yeah, Bobby Roode won. Nothing much more to say about that. He's in now in the Money in the Bank ladder match. Five, he ain't gonna win. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, it kind of really just showed how thin Raw's roster is. These two qualifying matches, I thought. Yeah. No, no way, Jose getting a surprisingly good reaction. Yeah, which was annoying. (laughs) Yeah, boo to you, London crowd. My main, my main takeaway from No Way Jose on Raw this week was that his um, conga line was an actual real conga line this week. Yeah. Uh, So they must have been British British those people. (laughs) Yeah. Because um, the American ones, did, that's not a conga line. Not, you're not doing it right. Um, but yeah, the story throughout this really um, was kind of... I don't know, there wasn't one really. <laughs> I mean, Baron was disappointing. Baron took his shirt off. Yeah. It was a throwaway match. It was throwaway, wasn't it? A little bit. Well, what wasn't throwaway was a little segment between Kevin Owens and Kurt. I quite like this. Yeah. Like, Kevin, for no real reason, go and say, oh, I, uh, give me another shot. Give me another shot. You can even... I think it's give, because... You can even make me pick the stipulation. Give me another shot. I mean, wasn't it because he... I think what he was trying to get out was that Seth, like, caught him unawares because yeah. he was getting back in a ring or whatever. Um, which he, is didn't, a, he didn't say anything. No, he, he didn't just say like, I just have another yeah. shot. After yeah. all the things I've been through on SmackDown and the start of the, my start of my Raw career, I deserve another shot. It's a little bit like, hey, what? Yeah. Um yeah, was well, already a bit of animosity between them. Yeah, Kevin Owens just can't Kurt. get along with authority figures. No, he can't. Well, Kurt said no, and then he went fine. I'm ringing Steph. 
everyone went running straight a, to mama it's not a threat it's a promise yes um or reality so am I, am I allowed to speak of the six women tag team match now no you, you go okay so it was Natalia Sasha Banks and Ember Moon versus the Riot Squad um again a bit of a throwaway nothingy match right can we um, stop calling them the Riot Squad? Well, who don't riot? They don't riot in any way, but they are Ruby Riot's squad. The Quiet Squad. <laughs> the Quiet Squad. Um, this was a bit nothingy. I think the crowd were house show, the crowd were a bit dead for this From one. Now I'm going to call them the Free Random Women. <laughs> the Free Random Women. Um, it makes more sense than the Riot Squad does. As Corey Gray has described in this week, three individual women who come together who unite for a common goal. What is their common goal? To take over the women's division. And why haven't they even come close to doing anything like that yet? Because they're not actually very good. <laughs> yeah, Ruby Riot's good. The other two take or leave. Hopefully leave. Um, but, you know, this match was, was a bit nothingy. Natalia picks up the win for her team with the sharpshooter on Liv Morgan. And I mean, who's won with the sharpshooter in the last 30 years? I know. Um would have liked to have seen Ember Moon maybe pick up the wind, get her, give her a bit of momentum as the only woman in this match who's currently in the Money in the Bank match. But, you know, give it to Natalia. Um, so this was a little bit disappointing, but, you know, hey-ho, not the end of the world. Um, what else did we have? We had Bray, Riot, Bray Wyatt and Matt Hardy, the Deleters of Worlds, versus The Revival. Poor du, Revival. Du, du, Hardy and Bray Wyatt. <laughs> um, Revival, I'm assuming, I haven't watched it back, but I'm assuming they didn't get their entrance on TV again. No. No, they didn't. didn't see, it didn't feel like it at the time. I also didn't get the entrance in person because no, I was getting drinks. You were getting drinks and, and popcorn. The B team didn't get an entrance either. No, they no. didn't. Yeah, that was true. Um, but this match again, a bit throwaway, a bit nothing. -y. I um, got to feel sorry for the guy guy one one seat down from me who was with his girlfriend at the start of the night well who who was at this point um gone and gone to get some drinks and he'd been gone for a very long time and at the start of the night he goes oh i can't wait for to watch bray wyatt's entrance <laughs> <laughs> he literally and got up and left came... like two minutes before bray's white entrance and got back at the end of the match yeah he came back in a fair amount later <laughs> he was gone for ages he went before i went and i went in midway through the women match yeah do you miss this? Did you miss this whole match? No, I as I walked back through the doors, Bray Wyatt's lights came back on. Oh right, so. okay. Yeah, it was quite a cool, um, you know, experience to be. I've not seen Bray Wyatt's entrance before in person, so that was quite cool. Um, I just wish it was not the current Bray Wyatt though <laughs> that we're getting. Um, but yeah, again, a bit throwaway, a bit nothingy. Bray Wyatt and, and Matt Hardy win. I'm going to count the amount of times you say the words throwaway and nothingy. You guys are getting on my tits. What the fuck have I said? <laughs> you keep saying how I said pretty cool four times. Well, you did say that was pretty cool. Well, you yeah, have said nothingy a lot. All right, this match was a bit. Bollocky. Unimportant. <laughs> Revival got squashed. What's new? Yeah, pretty much they did. Sami Zayn, this was entertaining. Yeah, I quite like this. Sami Zayn um, comes out, cuts a promo on Bobby Lashley, mainly about his sisters, um, and says that he's going to bring them to Raw Isn't next this week. Me, the thing. 
that Bobby is the most boring person in the ring and outside of the ring. He's just a default creator wrestler. But without the eyebrows. <laughs> yes. Uh, maybe this will bring a little bit of personality out. But, oh, God. Well, you know that all it is is that he's going over Sammy. Yeah, he's going to beat Sammy. Um, but I guess if you if you are lacking in personality and you are a little bit boring, which um, Bobby definitely is, going against Sammy can only help you. Right, and can only help a feud having someone like Sammy because he's full of personality, um, as you know we've seen over the last couple of months. Maybe a little bit too much. <laughs> Maybe a little bit too much. Maybe I don't know. A little bit too much. It comes across really natural. That's the thing. Yeah, no. Like, I mean, maybe he's just he's, naturally annoying. He's, he's got a bit too much personality. <laughs> <laughs> Could probably help himself by you know not just turning it down. <laughs> um, but yeah, I thought this was quite good. I thought we don't really see Sammy cut promos on his own. Yeah, this, this that was, often. This is one of my thoughts from Raw this week. Was that for the first time since turning heel, Kevin and Sammy both had separate storylines throughout yeah, the show. Completely separate, um, but still managed uh, what to I come liked, together. Still uniting in the end. Yeah. So it was like these guys are friends. They don't always have to be a team, but they can still be friends and help Which each other like, out. But they haven't had to go right split them up. Yeah, same things with like. So, uh, they reunited the shield and now Seth and Roman are friends but they never have any interactions anymore yeah well the Seth meant, did mention Roman a couple of weeks or maybe last week on Raw didn't he but like all the times Roman was getting beat down by Brock Seth wasn't there to help exactly yeah it's just yeah that's so how WWE go you're either a team or you're not even friends yeah <laughs> you can't just be friends who don't have the same story yeah um Speaking of friends, in the same story, Alexa Bliss and Mickey James, they were in a triple threat match against Bailey for a chance to qualify for the women's money in the bank ladder match. How would you describe this one? Average. <laughs> Bang average. <laughs> Distinctly average. Um, I fully expected that Alexa was winning, so that was good. She did. Um, I thought that Bailey was winning. Yeah. Yeah, I thought there'd be a malfunction at the junction between the two friends and Bailey take advantage. But she didn't. No. Little interaction with Bailey and Sasha beforehand, which is actually quite positive. But it was there was nothing there really, was there? We didn't hear anything. Sasha said to her Sasha said, Good luck. Good luck. Is that what she said? Yeah, Bailey said oh, things and they no. like, smiled and walked. There off. wasn't any sound on the Titan Tron. <laughs> no, there wasn't no, but on T V she said fine. Um I mean good luck. Then we saw backstage, we saw Jinder was um, with his interaction with Kurt Angle. During the night, a match was made, um, well, was announced between Finn Balor and Braun Strowman against Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre. Uh, I was quite looking forward to this one, but again, underwhelmed. I mean, I wasn't expecting great things. But I was, it felt very much just like a thrown-together match. I felt like the crowd weren't as hot for it as they should have been or perhaps I thought they would have been and they it just hot for Braun. It took a while well, I don't think they were that much I think nah, people they like to out. just scream Braun when his music hits and like do the cheer when he throws his arms up but aside from the run round the ring bit on Drew McIntyre which was really cool and knocked over the trophy which I still don't know whether that was supposed no, to happen or not um, it definitely wasn't um, 
The crowd weren't really... Because you see the panic on people's faces. (laughs) And they also edited it out of the YouTube version of the match. Ever. Mm. Why? It's not not harming anyone. It's not offensive. You made a mistake. Get rid of it. (laughs) Um, Maybe you shouldn't run into him so hard. But anyway, apart from that, I felt like the crowd weren't really into it. Well, I mean, that's pretty much what all the crowds are like with a brawl match everywhere. They shout Braun when he throws his hands up they get excited when he goes to run at Kevin Owens and knocks him over yeah it's about it like, <laughs> fair enough I don't know is Braun stagnating do you think I feel like they're searching for him something for him to do like he's in the money in the bank yeah, yeah. Um, which I very highly doubt he's going to win he'd be the least suitable with the briefcase yeah um, my kind of takeaway from this match was that they called they said that Drew McIntyre is 6'5 and that Braun is 7 foot. No. <laughs> and they stood opposite each other in the ring and Braun's about half an inch taller. Yeah. And they also say that Braun's like 385 pounds and Drew McIntyre's about 280 or 290 and they're both built very similar. <laughs> Braun's a bit thicker, but yeah. they're both built very similar. Considerably thicker, I'd say. I don't know. Side by side, they were very like... It's there's not a lot in it. There's not a hundred pounds in it. No. No. No way. Fair enough. Um. Yeah, I just I don't know. I was slightly underwhelmed. Um, I thought Finn might have got a better reaction than he did. Um, but you know, hey, I'm I'm interested in Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre, even though they lost this match. They won it. Uh, sorry, no, they did win, yeah. Uh, even though they were dominated throughout the match. Um, but they did win. Picked up a surprising win. Um, I'm interested in this team. Not to the extent where I'm desperate to see them do well or anything, but, you know, it's different for Dolph. Hmm. I like Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre's good. I brought him out in the wrong order this week. Yeah, it didn't go quite work, work that as well, did it? Ziggler came out first and scratched discs for no reason. Yeah. I don't really get that that whole thing. Just get rid of it. it, I got it when it was the... Or if he comes out after Drew McIntyre and it stops Drew's music, then sure. Or just come out together. Just come out together to to Dolph's music or Drew's music. You're a team now. You don't need to kind of take the attention away from Drew. No. Um, I think that only leaves us with the main event, right? Yep. So, Kevin Owens was named as Jinder Mahal's replacement. Um... Part, we were sort of trying to figure out who Kurt was going to have as a replacement after Jinder was speared through the wall. Um, we were banding names about Pete Dunne, for instance, was one of them. In hindsight, that was just never going to happen, was it? Not for a Money in the Bank qualifying match. Um, no. So it was Kevin Owens who was named by Stephanie, we should add, not by Kurt, I'm assuming. Um, he went into the triple threat against Elias and Bobby Lashley. First thing we should say... Elias, the most over superstar on the roster on Raw, anyway. Without a doubt. Yeah, especially in England. <laughs> um, the fact that we didn't get to see him perform a concert until the dark segment, um, everyone was up in arms about and just increased the uh, the cause for, well, increased the support for Elias throughout the match. I think 75 to 80. 90% of the crowd were all wanting Elias to win this match <laughs> yeah um, but he didn't alas he did not 
Uh, Kevin Owens picks up the win and goes into the Money in the, ladder, the, Money in the Bank ladder match um, with a little bit of a helping hand from Sami Zayn, we should add. So as we were saying, they were two separate stories, but again coming back um, together at the end, uh, which was cool, quite like that. Uh, but this match, you know, it was what it was. Yeah, I'm. I'm glad they've kind of shelved any uh, animosity between Kevin and Sammy. Cause I think it'll always be there. There'll be an undercurrent. Yeah, which I'm fine with that. But them having them basically implode at Backlash. Yeah. And them talk talking on the Raw after, and Kevin kind of like, oh, yeah, fine, whatever about it. But this time, Sammy helps him out. And then I wouldn't have been able to hear it from where we were, but on TV you hear Sammy going, you did it, Kevin, you did it. And Kevin going, no, we did it. And gave him a big kiss. So it's good to see them. Like, there's no there's no rush or no need for them to split up. Yeah. Um, just let them be. I would love Kevin Owens to be the money in the bank holder. I just think he can do such good work as a heel with that briefcase. Could you could you imagine another? I've just had another money in the bank scenario pop in, pop up in my head. Sami Zayn somehow wins the the universal title. Uh, then he he defends it and he wins it or whatever and he's very beaten down. Kevin helps him win it, and then turns on him and cashes in the briefcase on Sami. <laughs> be so Kevin Owens, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it would be. So he would. He'd, he'd hold him up look him in the face and then go and throw him in for a, a pop-up powerbomb. Yeah. I would love that. <laughs> I yep, just can't... I the problem is I can't see how we get to that situation with Sammy. Yeah, no, there's no way Sammy's ever winning the title. First, he's, his next step is to get fed to Bobby Lashley, clearly. Um, Even if it was the other way around, have Sammy with the briefcase, because Kevin with the title is more realistic, but it's very, it's more much more of a Kevin move. Yeah. <laughs> And then again, and then that way you can make Sammy the kind of sympathetic babyface again if you wanted to. Yeah. But that was pretty much raw, wasn't it? I mean, we had a dark segment, which was a um, six-man with Roman, Seth, and um, Bobby. Bobby against Elias. Bobby's sisters. Elias, Kevin, and Sammy. But you know, that was again, there wasn't much substance to that other than Seth singing during the match. Um, it was all very light-hearted, wasn't it? This the dark matches usually are the little dark segments after the war. They can get away with a lot more. Mm. Um, but it was, you know, it was fun. And then at finally at the end, we got to see Elias sing, and then he insulted us all, which was great. Well, we all wanted, didn't we? Yeah, we got uh, to saw multiple JoJo. I mean, was is in JoJo multiple times. <laughs> saw JoJo a lot. No Renee though. No Renee, but she was there as well. They mm. used Charlie Caruso, but they didn't use Renee. Bit weird. Unfortunate. How dare you? Um, that pretty much sums up Raw, doesn't it? Yeah. On my first Monday Night Raw in, live in person, and your second, Matt, your ninth or whatever, um, a good experience. I would go again, but next time I'd be hoping for better. Yeah. That's fair. I think that's a fair assessment. That is a fair assessment. Right, let's get on to more fair assessments then of SmackDown Live. So, SmackDown again from the O2. 
kicks off with Daniel Bryan. Well, actually, it kicked off with Renee, lucky bastards. Um, in introducing yeah, Daniel Bryan. We should have gone to SmackDown. <laughs> introducing Daniel Bryan, um, who comes out. <laughs> this was a bit... Like, what was the point of this promo? Why was, Daniel, was, no why was Daniel Bryan given this chance to just say he's back and he wants to be the champion? Like, so the big cast could interrupt So him. the big cast could interrupt, yes. Uh, big cast who came out to no reaction. About five no. boos. I don't know. To me, it sounded like... I, again, it's probably a case of I was watching it with headphones and it always sounds That's louder. Right. But to me, it sounded like he was, he was getting a considerable amount of boos. On TV, it didn't sound like it. Is that when he first came out? Because he, he didn't have music or anything. He just said, he, "What did he say? Like stop or wait, wait, wait?" And then he appeared. It was like boo. That was it. <laughs> just uh, the whole segment was just. Uh, this felt a little bit like the old Cass, in that he would speak very slowly. He's good yeah. at portraying the whininess. He's got a whiny voice. voice. He does have a whiny voice, doesn't he? He seems to like. Don't I don't know if it's natural. That's what I'm saying. I don't know if it's like an, his natural accent, but he might. He seems to play that up a little bit. Um, it's just weird. He doesn't sound like he looks. Basically, has anyone heard the rumours that apparently Big Cass really pissed off backstage management uh, the yeah, other week but... with the midget segment? Why did they make him do it then? No, well, apparently it was that all he was meant to do was just give him a boot. And like he he said to the murder in the day, how about I beat him down more? And they said no, just do the boot. But then he yeah, did the boot, and then he beat him, him, and then he beat him down anyway. Which apparently he went off script, and they were very pissed off at him. <laughs> you can't go, you can't go off script and beat the hell out of a midget <laughs> when you're seven feet tall. That's just not on. I thought that was part of the script. No, apparently he just meant to boot him and then leave it. But he booted him and then ground and pounded. Why is he taking liberties? Yeah, but- but, like, how much of a dick do you have to be to do that? Yeah, just be like, oh, yeah, all right, fair enough. Just yeah. like boot him in the face and go, yeah, all right, fair enough. Best chance That's for that. me to re-injure my injured knee. Yeah. I didn't know that. That was, um... And then he didn't appear on SmackDown last week, which isn't a surprise for SmackDown, but still. Yeah, they do that a lot. Yeah, I didn't know that, actually. No, that's interesting. Um, He does appear this week, comes out. Basically says wherever Daniel Bryan goes, I'm gonna be the sh- seven foot shadow. Um, makes all of these threats and gets in the ring and basically gets a shit kicked out. <laughs> mm. Daniel Bryan goes straight after his um, previously injured knee and ties him up in the ropes with it. You know, kicks and just all over him. Then puts in a, a I think Corey called it a heel hook. Looked pretty vicious. Looked vicious. Cast sold it really well. Uh, Daniel Bryan just looked really intense and you know in the end it was pretty good. Takeaways from this segment: How how good is it? Or how rare is it? And I think you've got two on SmackDown. Is it to just have a baby face, a universal that baby everybody face. loves? Yeah, um, it just makes things like you don't have to discuss why someone isn't over yeah. entirely, or you don't have to have those kind of conversations. You just go, yeah, I want this guy to do well. Agreed. Matt, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I, I like that we've got someone that we can I sort of all rally behind. Not like It's not just 
like, oh, I like this person, I like this person. Everyone loves Daniel Bryan. Apart from that guy on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> what is he? Well, he did only say that he's overrated. He's overrated, yes. Um, which I don't agree with. Yeah, he can get fucked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he can get fucked. Um, but it's just really cool to see Daniel Bryan sort of fired up and like vicious. Not just the sort of... Because as he was saying in his promo, I was just happy to be back. But now yeah, I want... I'm not just I'm happy like, to be back I want to be the best and whatever. Um, so it was good. I'm not too keen on a Brian Cass feud, to be fair. No, no, no. Um, no? But, but yes, 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 apparently is what we're going to get. Um, well, depending on what happens next week. Why? What is going to happen? Oh, Big Cass is against Samoa Joe, isn't he? Qualifier, yeah. Yeah, that's, that was an interesting one. That I was like, random. I like Samoa Joe's promo. Sure. I'm wondering if he has really pissed off uh, backstage and they've just fed him to Samoa Joe. <laughs> <laughs> It's a risky strategy. I mean, at the end of the day, he is like six foot nine. <laughs> He's a big guy. I'm sure he can take care of himself. And part yeah, of the reason I'm sure Joe could fuck him up if yeah. he needed to. Yeah. Part of the reason I wanted to go to SmackDown was so I could do the Joe 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 thing, and then he wasn't even there. Oh, well, you got to see Joe Joe. To see Jojo <laughs> and Mojo on their main event. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> so they got Mojo Jojo. Oh, brilliant. Um, yeah, I this I thought. As meaningless and you know a bit out of place as this segment was for SmackDown, I thought this was better than Raw's opening segment. Already, it was a better. It was. It was, it was a, a better show. It was more of a hot start. Yeah, um, got the crowd going straight away. Second takeaway from this segment: I miss talking Smack <laughs> with Daniel Bryan and Renee. Yeah, because yeah. they were really had really fun like sort of chemistry together. Yeah, Renee talks about that all the time. She's even said how she wants to bring it back with Paige. Because um, they're, 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 they're like really good friends. They're good friends in real life. Whereas um, Renee was like, I'd never even worked with Daniel before. Like before we sat and just did the first episode, I had no idea what he was going to be like. Yeah, turned out to be a ledge. So moving on from that, I mean, we saw the the debut of uh, Andrade Cien Almas with Selena Vega, who we spoke about earlier in the show. Idol. Sorry, uh, sorry, Cien. Yeah. Feud. He's um he's an interesting one. I, I like to see where he goes in, right to the roster. Whether I hope it... they don't fuck him up because they've they've had a mixed bag with their NXT sort of champion call ups, haven't they? Yeah, yeah, or just NXT call ups in general. Like in recent, like in recent couple of years, anyway, they've tended to go straight in near the top. You think Kevin Owens, Finn Balor, Samoa Joe, um. But then you've got for every one of those, you've got a, a Bo Dallas, <laughs> a Bobby Roode. Yeah, Bobby Roode. Yeah, he's he's not really coming anywhere near the top, is he? So, um, interesting to see what they do. But I don't think that with his character and with Selena Vega and just the natural chemistry they have and how good he is in the ring, that I can't see how they can mess this up, particularly. And doesn't. Don't you find he'd be good with the briefcase? Yeah, don't you find that um, having just a good heel manager always helps, makes things better? Yeah, she's she's like a female Paul Heyman all of a sudden. I do yeah. wonder if they would let her do the kind of things she would do in NXT and like, getting involved in matches and stuff, getting in physicality. I don't know. I mean, if they if they get let them get away with it on NXT. I'm pretty sure they'll let him get away with it. On I, 
I can kind of envisage it kind of being like, oh, like, because she would do a move to the man and the man has to sell it. I can't envisage them being like, I know we're supposed to be all gender equality and stuff these days, but then being like, um, ha- having this woman get the upper hand on a, physically on a man, I just I don't feel like... You know what I don't hope for? Unless it would say someone like James Ellsworth. But, <laughs> but yeah. Him what? versus Daniel Bryan. Why? And breathe at ringside as well. Oh. <laughs> and yeah. just recreating the... We're just replacing Gargano and um, Candice yeah. LeRae with Brian and Bella. Which we know they could could quite easily do. Could you imagine ever getting to um, Johnny Gargano versus Daniel Bryan with Brian and Candice <laughs> in their teams? Oh, my God. <laughs> just, just bring up Gargano. Oh. He could just be so good on SmackDown. I think if you if you took that Gargano Champa feud and just stuck it in the main roster, it'd instantly be the best thing on the roster. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty much the only storyline I have any interest in at the moment. Yeah. Do you know what though? Someone said the other day, "Oh, I'm fucking done with this. I'm fucking done with this." I was like, "How can you be done with this? Mm. <laughs> like, it's the best storyline they've told in years." Yeah, yeah. It's, it's story. It's, it's WWE or wrestling storytelling, like at its finest. Yeah. Definitely is. And Champa is just immense as a heel. Such a dick. He is a dick. I'm sure he's not, but he is. <laughs> he is. Um, Did you know that apparently in 2007 he got released from his developmental contract with WWE and tried to commit suicide? No, I did not know that. No. Thanks for that. You're full of all the facts today. I know. Did you also know that um, Chad Gable competed in the Pan Am Games <laughs> and also in the 20, 2012 Games as, as a wrestler. I did notice, And yes. that um, Seamus used to be a bodyguard for U2. <laughs> it said Bono and U2. I was like, well, yeah. surely it was just U2. Um, as he tours separately. Um, I did hear it. I might have been on Jericho podcast or something. I did hear a podcast with Seamus back in it a long while ago. I had heard that one before. When he was talking about so, his we, bouncing days. We've actually got a question coming. Have we? Yes. Have we? My phone hasn't buzzed. <laughs> Is it from you? Ashley got a question coming, and guess who it's from? Ashley. Skillet. Skillet. Let me. Uh, hold on. Let me read it. Let me read it. No, because you can't read it because it's in my DMs. Ah, uh, oh, so that'd be why I haven't got the notification. As in yours personally, or as my it... personal DMs. Ah, oh, all right then. Go on then. In your opinion, what is the greatest IC title match ever? Oh my god. Ooh, we could, uh, this could be a bit of a tangent. Um, greatest IC title match. Do you know what one I really like? It's, 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 you know one that sticks in my head straight away would be, I'll quickly do mine, is without a doubt the ladder match, WrestleMania 10. Sean and Razor, yeah. Mine too is a ladder match, and it's probably not the best or, um, or most well remembered, but. Um, the Rock and Triple H. Oh, you stole my life. Yeah, that one as well. SummerSlam '98. Um, same arena. Just, yeah, same arena. Same just, setting. Just how hot the crowd were for it. Um, and Jr. Jr. going nuts. Um, yeah, that one sticks at the top. That of one my, was good. Two, the front of my mind. two like emerging megastars. Yeah, like, at the time it was like, oh, look at these young like upcoming talents, but now it's like. One like 
one guy who's running the company and another who could potentially run for president. <laughs> <laughs> like um, the, the biggest entertainment star on the planet. Yeah. And do you know we find this forgotten about a little bit? Um, Jeff Jarrett versus Shawn Michaels. That was a good match as well. Um, mine, I've got a couple options. Am I allowed to um, go with a couple? Yeah, go. yeah, I've got one more I want to mention. Well, okay, there's a few of them actually. Firstly, um, I'm Bret Hart versus the British Bulldog, SummerSlam '92 at Wembley. That was a hell of a match. Yeah. Going back even further, Savage Steamboat at WrestleMania three, a hell of a match. Um, yeah. But in more recent times, how about the Miz versus Dolph Ziggler? Yeah, that was good. That was very good. I thought that generally is one of my favourite ever IC title matches. I felt like it was very much helped by the Dolph retirement. Well, angle. yeah, but played into but it. Obviously, it still is part of the match. So yeah, um, um, I. I can't remember. I'm pretty sure it was. But I can't remember if this was for the, for the IC title. The um, Randy Orton and Mick Foley at Backlash 2004 for the, in the Hardcore match. Ooh, I'm pretty sure that was. was. Yeah. Yes, it was. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it's not necessarily one of the best matches, but if, if you were to ask me what my favourite matches were, those two would be up there. And I think there's um, what SummerSlam was it? 90, oh, it must have been ninety one. Bret Hart versus Mr. Perfect. Yeah. That was a hell of a match. That was well. a sort of that was a sort of um changing of the guard, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a bit. It was basically Mr. Perfect doing his utmost to put Brett over. Yeah. Um, which was really great. Um I don't know, out of those, I'm I'm really tempted by the Miz Ziggler. That's my favourite. Good shout to be fair. It's a good shout. I I just think the other ones we've mentioned are a lot better. I also wouldn't count out the triple threat from Mania. Yeah, I, just, <laughs> I was saying like that in recent years we've had some very good matches. For and him. even the Miz Seth Rollins the other day. Miz Seth Rollins. Yeah. Um, even the Miz Roman Reigns the other month was yeah, good. Yeah, was really good. Um, Reigns with and the Miz. Reigns and Elias <laughs> I don't know was good. If I could class anything from now as being as good as sort of. When the IC title was the IC title, and it meant a lot more. Yeah, I remember in the early nineties. I remember Jeff Hardy and Robin Rob, Robbie Van Dam. Robbie Van Dam having a good ladder match for it. I'm pretty sure it was for the IC and not the European. Uh, um, anything, um, Jericho Benoit, oh, Royal yes. Rumble, Royal Rumble, yeah, yeah. Just a, my favourite chair shot of all time really really great match retrospectively probably wasn't wise <laughs> pretty bad idea in, in hindsight <laughs> um, but yeah so that's, that was a good question Skillet's random question has come to Matt's DMs yeah, yeah. Um, ask ask him what his was and see if he can get a response before the end of the podcast okay one second give him a couple of our, our ones and see what he thinks He's got to let me know when he's out and I'll tune in. Um, oh, nice one, Skills. What? Yeah. Actually, no. Thursday. In your opinion. You're going Thursday? Mm. Going a day soon. Blowing one now. <laughs> <laughs> they're usually out on Thursdays when I do them. Are they? Yeah, yeah when you, you do them, they're out on like Monday. You're playing, <laughs> you're playing football on Thursdays. Yeah, but I can get out before and after. 
Valentine's Day. <laughs> to be fair, I think we should try and get Skillet's random question on our podcast. Well, yeah, I mean, if, if they're not doing it weekly on GP, there's a space opened up, right? Skillet's surely got loads of random questions he wants Let's to just ask. Just give him a cool one where you can get him on. Let's <laughs> get him on next week. Get him on next week. Um, but yeah, let us know what then Skillet answers, Matt. Oh, well, I've, I've tweeted, uh, well, I'll see if him back. Oh, here we go. It's typing. This is so exciting. <laughs> Interaction with people. Woo-hoo! Follow us, please. Somebody. We're live, pals. <laughs> yeah, I know. Are we going to talk about something We're else live, in the meantime, pal. or are we going to wait for this? <laughs> um, oh, he was typing and then he's gone. So we'll get back to that. Oh, you've been rejected again, Matt. <laughs> Maybe he's just thinking of his answer. That's a good point. Um, back to SmackDown then. So I bet it'll be something with Ric Flair. Oh, that's a good point. Uh, New Day versus Sheamus and Cesaro. So this was uh, Xavier Woods and Big E against Sheamus and Cesaro. More specifically, the winners of this match would then choose um, someone to be in the Money in the Bank ladder match as a representative of their team. New Day picked up the win, which I wasn't expecting. I was expecting a Sheamus Cesaro win. Um, so. Yeah, interested to see who they pick. Who's your money on, guys? Um, yeah, Miz kept mentioning on commentary how um, they've yeah. been on fire. Why is the Miz so unhealish on commentary? <laughs> he's a new man, isn't he? <laughs> he's a father. By the way, um, WWE have put up a poll on their website saying, which NXT superstar would you like to see accept Seth Rollins' open challenge? Yeah, I thought. The options are Alistair Black, Johnny Gargano, Tommaso Ciampa, Adam Cole, The Velveteen Dream, Ricochet, EC3 and Lars Sullivan. Could you imagine Seth Rollins versus Johnny Gargano? So I've just voted for Johnny Gargano and he is currently... Ooh, that's interesting. So we've got Lars Sullivan on 3%, Tommaso Ciampa on 2%, Velveteen with 8 Ricochet with 10 Alistair Black with 14 Adam Cole with 17%, Johnny Gargano with 20 and EC3 on 26%. EC3? Who wants to see EC3 versus everyone? EC3 is VIP. What's that? Are they fast-tracking EC3, do we think? I don't know. I mean, is, these are all public votes. Yeah, but you can influence public vote, can't you? I imagine Seth Rollins versus Johnny Gargano for the IC title on the main uh, roster. EC3's e- e- tweeted about it. He he put the link out, so that might be why. That might be why, yeah. Um, Alistair Black, I feel oh. that would be great. Could you imagine if Gargano's music hits and then Champa comes out? <laughs> <laughs> Where's Johnny Gargano from? Um, he's from somewhere around the kind of Ohio. Oh. Ohio or yeah, someone like that. Yeah. Okay. I'm just Why? wondering if they ever do like a show there, he should be the guy to answer the open challenge. Imagine the like crowd reaction. But, and then, but I think if you were to do it that way, <laughs> with Champa coming out instead, that would even be much better. <laughs> yeah. That would be the match pretty, wouldn't be as good, pretty, but the, pretty, uh, the heat would be good. atomic. Cleveland, Ohio. Cleveland, okay. Well, they go to Cleveland plenty of times, don't they? Yeah, they do. Yeah. Do we want Skillet's 
answer. Has he got an answer? We've got an answer. What's he gone for? So he's gone for Brett versus Miss Perfect SummerSlam 91. Yeah, I thought he's going to like to go a bit old school. Um, doesn't surprise me actually. That 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 is a really good match. Um, that is a really good match and historically significant. I think you you could say. I've only ever watched that one once. Go go watch it again. Bit of homework for you, Aiden. I've watched it in years. I'm watching it when I was to doing my fair, network catch up. Mr. Perfect, you didn't say you'd watched many of his matches, did you? No. It's definitely before your time. Yeah, well, I'd I'd watched um, when when the kind of network was pretty fresh. I watched from kind of around WrestleMania 1 to the current day at the time. Um, but obviously I skipped through a fair amount of the kind of earlier stuff that just wasn't that good. Um, so yeah, I, I never watched too much of Mr. Perfect. I've definitely seen that match. Yeah. Um, but couldn't, couldn't tell you anything about it. It's aged well, which I think is, the, is testament to how good it actually was. Mm. If you go back and watch anything from night one, you think, man, if this was on today, like it wouldn't I, wouldn't, I would not be watching but yeah. Brett versus uh, Mr. Perfect really sort of stands out still as a really good match. So that's probably the, the biggest compliment you can pay it because it doesn't. Seen, I, I can say I've never seen Mr. Perfect have a bad match. I think maybe after his, his return, though, some of them weren't so great. <laughs> but I mean, his early stuff, like his. Yeah, his early stuff. Run. I saw yeah. him hit a, a perfect plex on Big Show on, on his return. In one on a show, uh, match on Raw. That's pretty fucking impressive. Pretty impressive. And <laughs> for the big show as well to get up for that I suplex. <laughs> um, right, shall we? Shall we move back to SmackDown? Yeah, send get 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 it on the podcast next week. Seems to like you. Get him on. <laughs> oh, I have asked him before, and you said we would never get him on. So no, I didn't. You just it just never happened. Just nothing ever came of it. Just keep pestering him. <laughs> Anyway. Um, I'm not going to pester the man. Just ask nicely. He's not Pete Dunn. <laughs> I'm not going to get a restraining order. Uh, right, back to SmackDown. Not again. Sonya Deville versus Maddie Rose versus Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch wins. Anything else you want to add? <laughs> yeah, there's a little bit of a spanner in the works. With, um... A malfunction at a junction. Yeah, well, <laughs> in that Mandy assumed she was going to Money in the Bank. Yes. Paige went, no, you're God not. God knows why you, you would, since it wasn't announced you it was do a qualifying, get a qualifying match. match. Oh, okay, who against Becky Lynch? Oh, that's not fair. She gets one and I don't. Oh, you do as well. Oh, against who? <laughs> Becky Lynch. <laughs> I don't know why... Like, why wrestlers so stupid? <laughs> yeah, and also I don't know why Paige is so anti... I know, what have they done to annoy her? Like, all she did was retire, and now she's like, you guys suck! She retired after one of their matches as well. <laughs> And this is like just and completely she, dropped them. She drafted them to SmackDown yeah. just to fuck with them. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty bitchy. Yeah, Paige. Just a dick move, Paige. Soraya. Um, still loving how much Corey loves Mandy Rose. Um, I think. Did not like Sonya Deville's entrance. Uh, there was a guy in the background guy in the who background definitely didn't went, like it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> this great audio. Yep. <laughs> it was. It was all right. Like there was a bit of nothing entrance until that. Epilepsy moment. <laughs> that will now forever be known as the epilepsy moment. Is she going to have to do that every week? I hope not. Um, but yeah, I mean, this match was alright. There was a simmering tension throughout the match between Rose and, and DeVille and, you know, expecting there to be some sort of clash. Which I'll never understand. 
you're in a match against each other, and one of you has to win to qualify. Why, when one of you hits another, do you go, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> um, because, previous point, wrestlers are a bit stupid. <laughs> Wrestling logic. Mm-hmm. Uh, Becca Lynch wins. Glad to see she's was, actually won a match. I, for one, was shocked. <laughs> yes. um, she's in the Money in the Bank ladder match, which clearly means she's going to win, right? Nah. No. If there was a way you could get pinned in a ladder match, <laughs> yeah. she would. Yeah, if you could be the sole loser of a Money in the Bank ladder match, <laughs> Becky Lynch would be that loser. <laughs> yeah, I do like I do like Becky Lynch. I like Becky, she's great. Oh, just what are they doing? <laughs> they had to lose clean to Manny Rose last week on SmackDown. Yeah, I know. It was it was odd. She put out quite a funny um, funny Instagram story earlier on um, from pictures of the match last night. Saying, um, what a night. It started with a good makeup job by the glam squad. Then off I go to the ring. Slightly apprehensive, understandably. Well, there was two of them, you see, with the, with the goal to beat little Becky. But I fight back. Alas, they almost got me, as she's getting slammed to the floor. But off with their arm, and off to money in the bank I go. Then I got to see my cousin, and the amazing director of the Marine Six, and the Miz. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> Random. Um... I like Becky. She's cool. Yeah. Um, another woman who's doing, you know, well for herself on SmackDown is Carmella. In what... Oh, this was so Shit. Cool. Exactly. Not the greatest segment <laughs> of of Carmella's life, career, or anyone's um, tenure watching or being on wrestling. Um, the Royal Melibration. Why do they have to go with this British theme for every time they're over here with something? Fucking... Like, just let it go. What, what are those, are those people Town called? Criers. Town Criers. That's the one. I, was gonna say I know they're playing on the whole Royal Baby thing, which is what, um, you know, is topical, which is fine. Um, it's just like, no one over here really cares about that stuff. Americans are obsessed with the Royal Family. Yeah. They're the ones who care the most. Like, we don't care. <laughs> Also, they had a cut. They had a child. Fair play to him. Crack on. Also, Sami Zayn doesn't look like Prince Harry. No, he's ginger in any it. way, shape, or form. Um, but she had a royal celebration. Um, unfortunately, it f- just fell a bit flat. Really, um, there was a couple of like good heat-seeking lines, but most of it was generally just Carmella running through her normal. I'm the moonwalking, trash talking, crown princess of Staten Island. Blah 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 blah. I did um, kind of like in the introduction. Um, I was like, uh, from, the the, of "From the island of Staten, like and the champion of all that. women." Yeah. <laughs> well, my my Sky decided to do an update during that bit, so I didn't see her come out. All oh, right, you didn't see the town cry a bit. No, she just was in the ring. All oh, right, oh, okay. Well, there was a town crier. Who was probably the most Brilliant. entertaining part of the end of the segment, um, <laughs> but Paige interrupts, says that she's got a challenger for a Carmella's title at Money in a Bank, and that challenger is going to be Asuka. Um, I think I well, I don't know about you. I called this when she was running through the list of people she's better than, and she missed Asuka yeah, off. Yeah, didn't say she missed Asuka off. Um, she even mentioned Trish and Lita, but missed off Good Asuka. Um, so yeah, saw this one come in. Um, I don't know. It kind of felt like, all right, Asuka's coming down to the ring with a pretty elaborate long entrance. She gets in the ring, Carmella leaves. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. And then Asuka goes back. 
And do you know what was quite I, weird? I like that there was no interaction. Yeah, you don't need to see it all straight away. They've still got a month and a, about yeah. Yeah, another month to leave yeah. you. Um, but what was quite weird was that I think, I don't know if they did this on purpose, but I think they accidentally televised something that wasn't meant to be televised. In that, like, it went to advert and came back, and Paige was in the ring, mm. and she was letting the she let the crowd know that. Oh, by the way, um, later on, you'll be seeing the Miz and Jeff Hardy for the. United did she States say later on? Did she did she say she next said, week? She said still to come because that was the Dark Show match. Yeah, so I was going to mention this because I was a little bit like, okay, we've already seen the Miz, like on commentary, uh, and there's been no mention throughout the rest of the evening about. Miz versus Jeff Hardy. Yeah. When are we going to see this match? Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, it, it came back from advert. She was in the ring, and when there was no music or anything, she went, oh, yeah, and still to come, you got this match. Yeah. Um, and then the music hit, and then it went to, a, it went to like, a network advert or something. Yeah. It just made me think, like, were they meant to, ad- to <laughs> play this? Probably not. Because, like, you're, I'm sitting at home, and you're telling me I'm going to get a United States Championship match, and then the show ends after Oje Shinsuke. Yeah. Like, what? Yeah, that was that was old. Good note, good spot. Um, AJ Shinsuke then. Um, just really enjoying Shinsuke as a heel man. He's just so good at it. Love it, absolutely love it. Um, and this match. What is chance? <laughs> Possibility. <laughs> I know what they mean. <laughs> um, but this match was actually really good, and I'm, I'm not surprised, obviously, because who's in it, but. They get they they're, they're getting, getting better, better. yeah, uh, and but, uh, it's not it's not a case of they need more matches because they're not great at performers and they need to gel. Is that's the story WWE are trying to tell? Yeah, and I'm well, actually we, enjoying. We it. discussed this didn't we at Raw, mm. saying which match we which stipulation we would like to see. Yeah, so there's obviously and a I, few options. My favourite is an Iron Man match. So that is a, a lengthy. That's a big commitment to put on a pay per view. But when you think about like money it, in a bank. Um, when you think about it, there's going to be eight of their top tier superstars in at one match. Yeah. Same with their women. That's a good point. So I imagine what you're going to say is there's not much left on the card to fill. So they got if they I fill it with an hour long match, an hour of a good match, then yeah. three fillers. Yeah. Having no way Jose against Baron Corbin. Well, I imagine we'll get Bobby Lashley versus Sami Zayn. Yeah, yeah, that I'm, yeah. I'm fine with that because you have to have some matches. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not, I, don't, I don't want a three-hour Carmella Asuka, Nia Ronda Rousey. Carmella Asuka can't go. We long. didn't mention actually Raw. Nia Jax versus Ronda Rousey's yeah, been announced. That's true. Um, also, I saw this. Um, I read a tweet this morning saying that Ronda Rousey said that she's planning on being pregnant very soon. What? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how soon she means, but. She does realise that's, that's a big commitment, right? <laughs> um, but yeah, that's SmackDown. Um, so Matt, you're looking for an Iron Man match. Aiden, how about you? Um, either, yeah, Iron Man or Last Man Standing would be pretty good. I personally would like to see the reintroduction of a Free Stage of Hell match that we'd never see, we haven't seen in years. Yeah, um, yeah, that would be good. But, um, yeah, any any one of those... Yeah. For me, three stages of hell or just a two out of three falls um, match. But any of those options, really. Even AJ's um, proposed stipulation. <laughs> was it um, something like a, a pole on a pole match? A pole on a pole. Some some kind of inferno match. 
can't remember what the, what the exact one was, but he said even with guard dogs around here, it's like the kennel from hell match. Isn't, isn't that the but one where the you... referee dresses up as the Beatles? I don't really get that. So I think she was going along with the silliness. Oh, it was meant to be ungettable. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. It definitely, yeah, definitely went straight over my head. Because um, you're not an intellectual like me and Sami Zayn. <laughs> Sami Zayn and I. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, just, yeah. Two out of three falls, three stages of hell for me. Those two. Last man standing, if if we have to. Although I can't remember in many great last man standing matches. I don't like the whole count them out bit. And that's the main crux of the last man standing match, unfortunately. But Yeah, I suppose on. with the last man standing match, you have the um, possibility of... There could be a draw. A <laughs> Has to be definitive. That's why I think two out of three falls. Yeah. Which you might as well just do a one fall match. But then you could get... You'd end up with a draw in one form. I don't know. Um, three stages of hell. I'm going that one. That's what I want to see. Um, but Shinsuke will be the one to choose that stipulation because he picked up the win on SmackDown. And I like the way he did it. Yep. Good old classic cheating yeah, heel. Yeah, I love that. Eddie Guerrero. Did what, do you know what I didn't like? The fact that you could hear the referee all yeah, the way through. Yeah, it was really loud. 45 yeah. seconds yeah. left. Got to set it up. Got to set it up. <laughs> And then AJ really hit like the, the wheel kick, and then he was like, "Go go, up, go 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 go!" Yeah, go. And yeah, they, could yeah, they were both rushing. down, and then suddenly they both just hopped straight back up. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, uh, it's like, why though? You're not live. Why are you shouting? You're not live. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't they could have cut time. the page bit out that she wasn't meant to be on, <laughs> and then save time there. They have much time to do, I guess. But. All went quite over. When I was watching it back on Sky, it got towards the end of the match, and it was on about 190 plus minutes. Oh really? Yeah. Hmm. It did. Yeah, it did go quite late actually, Raw, didn't it? We were home late, that's for sure. Um, but yeah, Shinsuke yeah, picks up. Shinsuke picks up the win over AJ. He'll choose a stipulation. I was kind of hoping they'd like ask him after the match what the stipulation was going to be, but they didn't. So next week, I'm assuming we'll find out. Firstly, what the stipulation for the Money in the Bank match will be, and secondly, who knew they were going to put in their Money in the Bank ladder match? I love Corey Graves' initial reaction. Um, is that I've just come to the realization that we're just about we're about to see the implosion of the new day. Yeah. Which, if it was Seamus and Cesaro, I could see. Yeah. The new day, no, not yet. No. Especially now that he's mentioned it. Yeah. <laughs> definitely won't happen. Um. So yeah, we didn't get to see the Miz versus Jeff Hardy. So was was it the dark match? Yes. Who won? Do you know? Jeff Hardy. Pretty quickly, and people are saying that. I'm not sure if Jeff Hardy got an injury um, or was carrying an injury because he was limping quite heavily. But he tends to do that in his oh, matches these days limping, anyway. He's been limping heavily for um, weeks. But it did look like, like fact, he was even limping onto the way down to the ring. Um, yeah, but he's been selling a knee injury for the last three weeks. I don't really know why, though. Like, he had that match. He had one He had was one match. against Rusev? No, it was, um, was AJ Shelton Benjamin. Shelton Benjamin, that was it. Where he landed. Yeah, that was... Three, four weeks ago now. Yeah. So. But he was selling a knee injury going into the Greatest Royal Rumble match with Jinder still. Hmm. And I don't know, maybe it is a real one. Wouldn't surprise me. He's a bit battered. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, disappointing. But then, though, think of it, we saw that match like last week. <laughs> so. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that pretty much sums up SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Matt, anything to add to that? Yeah, it was pretty cool. You bastard. 
<laughs> that was a very like million dollar man kind of laugh. It was very much so, wasn't it? Uh, um, everyone has got their price. Some of us are more expensive than others. Um, that was me calling you guys cheap, by the way. In case you didn't get it, you wouldn't. You're not intellectuals, like Sammy Zayn and I. Don't fuck yourself. See, don't fuck yourself. <laughs> um. Trying to think of a very smart, clever way of getting this next part in, but I can't think of one, so we're just going to come out of it. All in. It sold out. All out, as you were calling it. All in is now all out, ticket-wise. Um, not quite. There's still a couple, and there's like 100 left or so. They said it sold out. It was sold out, but some, they've gone up for second resale. Yeah. Um, yeah, sold out very quickly in half an hour. Yes, less than half an hour, I think, is what you actually have I to refer to as. Yes. Um, which, personally, doesn't surprise me in that it sold out. Um, I was surprised that there were people saying that they couldn't sell yeah. out. Yeah, because when you like, thinking about they it... They melt for being one of them. Yeah. Yeah. It, to be fair, at, at the time, when, when him and Cody first had that little interaction, it was well over a year and a half ago now. And things have definitely picked up massively since then. Yeah, um, that's for sure. But yeah, I I was never in doubt that they'd be able to fill out fill out a ten thousand seat arena in Chicago. In Chicago, because when you just look at the amount of just the pure following that they all have, they could like maybe maybe a bit of a stretch, but they could go towards the twenty mark. They could go towards the regular WWE show yeah. mark, um, like the. O2 they said was 17,000 didn't feel like it they could do that there was a lot of empty seats there was a lot of empty seats but imagine 17,000 pure hardcore like indie wrestling fans um, and it sounds like they're going to get a hell of a show yeah um, you know with the whole tease of CM Punk making his first wrestling related <laughs> appearance the day before in Chicago in the pro wrestling tees store yeah um They've got names like they've got Rey Mysterio in there. There's rooms of Chris Jericho. Like can you imagine Chris Jericho being at a ten thousand seat North American show that isn't WWE. WWE, yeah. He'd probably be the only one who's done that in WCW, WWE, and outside of WWE. Yeah. Um, Just yeah, going back to the the crazy. CM Punk thing. Obviously, a lot of rumors flying around. Um, but. The way I see it, if if you're going to bring back CM Punk as a surprise, you want to keep that as much of a surprise as possible. So yeah. I, I don't think... Firstly, I don't think he's doing anything there. I think it's a coincidence, but... If you needed ticket sales, if it wasn't going as well, yeah. then maybe you could announce But that's a WWE thing, isn't it? Yeah, but they've sold out. They don't need, they don't need any more publicity than they've already got. Yeah. Exactly, and tickets are sold, people will turn up, um, and whether CM Punk's there or not, personally I don't think it will be, but if he is, I for one will be tuning in to watch. <laughs> Even if it's just a, like, a bit of appearance, I'm always expecting him to wrestle or anything, he's got a UFC fight coming up just shortly after. But, That's true. Um, even if it's just appearance, like, could, could you imagine, oh, I don't know, like a CM that Punk, Kenny Omega kind of... Thing. Or even a Cody. Like, it just would be. You'd, 
doesn't that does he have any particular history with anyone in on that not show really no nah, particularly really. um there were um daniel bryan was on jericho's podcast mm. and jericho was saying how um your your contract's up on september 1st isn't it he said yeah september 1st he said if if you weren't um, if you didn't get cleared, what were you going to do? He said, "I, I, I was, I was going to go. <laughs> I was going to go and wrestle." Yeah. Um, and he was like, "Well, you know, you've seen the whole all-in thing with Cody and the Young Bucks. Would if they'd contacted you, would you do it? Or would like, did had they contacted you?" He said, "Well, they hadn't contacted me, but like, I don't, I'm not sure." He said, "Like, I'm not sure how it would work with the whole kind of, is it midnight at the end of the thirty-first, <laughs> or is it the end of the first? In which case, he couldn't." But he said, "Like, yeah, he would." Yeah, you'd be all over it. Yeah, I can see that. I, you could almost tell that he was at the end of his tether, um, not being able to compete at that time anyway. So, um, but luckily for us as WWE fans, Dan O'Brien was cleared, and he's still there, and hopefully will be for a long old time. So we don't have to worry about him putting on great matches with Kenny Omega because we can see him against Big Cass every week. <laughs> and on that note. Time to end. Lana has a qualifying match next week. Big news, she does. Um, Against Billy Kay. Yes. Um, yeah, I think that pretty much sums it all up. Time to wrap it up. Yep. Let's wrap it up. Um, Why don't you do the outro this week. Well, I was going to suggest maybe Matt wants to do it. What? <laughs> you want to do the outro? Thanks for listening, everyone. Wow. You can find us all on Twitter. <laughs> Ali, yours is? At AliBunker88. Brilliant. Aiden, yours is? At the Bear and Bumby. No. Um, <laughs> no, that's mine. At Aiden Bunker. Aiden, what is our Twitter? It is the underscore PWP. Ali, what's our Instagram? Well, I knew what it was, but Aiden went and changed it without asking us. Um, but I believe it's at the PWP. Oh, the yeah, underscore yeah, PWP. Yeah, yeah. I literally made it the exact same as the Twitter, so it's easier to remember. Um, at the underscore PWP on Instagram. Cool. Mine is at the Bear and Bumby. That has been a PWP 31 episode. Done, dusted, bang, bosh, fish, bosh, bang, done. <laughs> See you later. Bosh, bosh, bang. <laughs> Do you know how I would describe your outros, Matt? Oh, fuck That's off. pretty cool. Pretty cool. I thought you were going to say Love nothing-y. it. <laughs> See you later.